Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 550. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and I am not doing very well today. So we're going to do a couple of little things, and then I'm going to book out to bed, and Charles is going to take over the show, and you guys are going to do just fine, and everything is going to be high. Your mics are all open, guys, so let's not make funny noises. You can mute them if you want. Um, Anyhow, uh, I just want to make sure that I'm broadcasting so that you guys can tell me if I'm not. Uh, so what's happening? What's new? What's wonderful? There's nothing going on in, oh, what are you talking about? We're in the playoff race right now. Everything is going on and that's what's happening. And, uh, we're got what, three weeks left, four weeks left. This is, uh, going to be what week 17, week 18. I think this is week 18. We're going to pick right now. So there's 18, 19, 20, and 21 left. So four weeks of, of football, uh, three games for a lot of teams because there's, you know, there's still four buys that are happening. And uh, we're going to go from there and see what happens. So what we're going to change things up a little bit, because I am not doing real well. And uh, I said that. So we're going to do our picks first, and we're going to go from there. And then the boys are going to take over and uh, do their weekly reviews. Uh, so let's introduce them now. Until Charles, is uh, welcome, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, uh, apparently better than you are. You don't sound like you're doing all that great today, but uh, I'm doing okay. Well, I fucked up my back like two or three days ago, and it was so excruciating. It was chewing Tylenol 3 and, and, and leave, and uh, and then all of a sudden I got a nauseated stomach and a headache, and it, it almost like turned mm-hmm. into a stomach flu, and I'm going, how is this possible? I don't know. I don't know. It's not like I could catch a virus from anybody. I don't see anybody. I'm I'm, I'm an isolationist here, so I don't know. It's it's all bullshit. I, I feel like garbage. Well, stuff, so any, no, no, not at all. No. William, William, welcome to the show, bud. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I guess you're just getting old. Maybe that's what it is. What do you uh, think? You're 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 as old as I am. And no, I'm not. I'm younger than you are. Um, your your birthday's coming up in the too. next couple of weeks, isn't it? Is it uh, in October? Month, months, months, November, oh. sir. November. 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 Okay. November. And then you'll yes, be the sir. same age yes, as sir. I am. That is correct. You just turned, you're not a little while ago. You turned the March. big 6'1". 6'1". Uh, six one. Six one in March. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, okay, well. But our, yeah, our, birth, our birthdays are nine months nine months apart, but our ana- wedding anniversaries are on the same day. On the same day. Oh, that's what it is. Because I was thinking you guys did the same birthday for some reason. No. No, no, same well, anniversary. Our, our anniversaries are the same day. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. Okay. So, Rudy, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Rudy. I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to the uh, big game tomorrow night. I think I'll be at my buddy's cabin, so we'll that will be on. I think it's a nine o'clock start in uh, Manitoba, so give us something to watch for a Friday night. You'll be, so you'll be finished by midnight. Yeah, 
I think uh, have some golf planned in the day, so we're having kind of a, a guy's night at my buddy's cabin, so should be a yeah. good day. And it's a uh, big racing weekend for me. This is the Invitational. This is this is where the money is. We get we get money for racing these this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And I got uh, a bunch of cars coming out from Edmonton and some down from Prince George coming to race at my track. And this is pretty exciting. I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. Hopefully, I'm feeling better. How's so. the weather? Uh, it's in, in the, the 20s, sunshine and cloudy. Uh, it's been rainy the last few it's days. Like which summer is really weather good here. For the, it's, it's really good for the track because the, the moisture stays in the track. So you know, the sloppier the track, the better my car hooks up. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that it, w- there's no 30 degree weather evaporating the water out of the track. So we're good with that. And the weekend looks promising. Oh. Sunny, sunny with cloudy periods and 20 degrees. So, ra- ra- Racing's going to be fun. Okay, so let's, um, let's start off with the, um, our picks for this week. We have four exciting games, and they are kind of exciting. We'll see what happens. Um, the first one up is the Edmonton Elks, and they are going to Toronto to play the Argonauts, who are currently 12-2, and two, top of the, the league, top of the Eastern Division. They're now in uh, autopilot mode, and they are, they're just cruising along. They really don't care if they win or lose right now. They've nailed top spot. They've got the bye, and uh, so be it. They've been resting players. But Chad Kelly is going to be playing in this game. So, you know, we're going to talk – you guys are going to talk about the Winnipeg-Toronto game last week where they rested Chad Kelly and they rested a bunch of people. And uh, Winnipeg barely beat them. And uh, so it's, it's kind of one of those things, right? But I don't know. It's, it's always hard to – play a football game against a quarterback that you haven't been able to prepare for properly. So I'm going to give Winnipeg a benefit of the doubt on that one. And you guys can talk about that later, but uh, this game here is kind of interesting. The Elks are on the ramp up. Trey Ford is doing good. Uh, Everything else. Do they have enough to go play Toronto? (sighs) Don't know. Don't know. Chad Kelly is in there. You know, the, the, the funny thing is they rested Chad Kelly. So he didn't get hurt against the dominant Winnipeg defense. Would it be funny if he got hurt against the Edmonton defense? Uh, not that I'm wishing injury against anybody, but uh, it would be just ironic. It would be just hilarious. Uh, I wouldn't laugh, but you know, it would be uh, anyhow. Never mind. Let's move on. Uh, so, Charles, you're first up. What are you going to do? What are you picking here? Edmonton Elks, Toronto Argonauts. Well, so I heard that uh, Chad Kelly is going to be back in the lineup. I guess he's not afraid of the Elks like he was of the Bombers. But um, I just Poor think Bob that, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm sorry. I still don't like that, what they did last week. I I understand the reasoning for it, but I don't like it. Um, I uh, Even if it wasn't for that, it made them look cowardly. Uh, but anyways, uh, I think that the uh, Argos will win this game the the uh, Elks have made a lot of strides from earlier this season, but they're just still not a very good team. They've gotten a, good, a few good wins here and there, but uh, I don't think they're good enough to beat Toronto. Toronto, without Chad Kelly, hung with Winnipeg for three and a half quarters last week. 
so with Chad Kelly, I think they're more than good enough to beat uh, the Edmonton Elks. The Elks have gotten better, but not to the extent of where they can uh, go in and knock off uh, Toronto in Toronto. I'm predicting Toronto to win this one, and I say Toronto will win this one, and I'm going to go with 49 points. 49 points. Okay. William, you want to get up there next? Yes, yeah, sure. You know what? I'm looking I'm looking at the standings and correct me if I'm wrong. Edmonton can still make the playoffs. Is that correct? Yes. Mathematically, yes, yes. it is. Yes, yeah, it is. They've got okay. they've got 3 games left and they need to win 2. They need to win all 3 right. games because Saskatchewan owns the season series on them. So they would have okay. to have set they would have to have seven wins. So they have to win three and, and games. That, and that means Saskatchewan would have to lose all three, correct? And Saskatchewan would have to lose all three games. Okay. Which okay. is highly well, possible. Yeah, it is. You know, you know, Sparky talking to us about wanting to say more about these games, it's really hard to say anything about these games. Toronto-Edmonton, okay? Toronto should win because they're the better team and Chad Kelly's going to play. But my question is, why would you waste Chad Kelly on a nobody team like Edmonton? But I understand that he's got to play, but he still has two or three games to play. So, uh, it probably means more to Edmonton. Oh, if they're interested in trying to make the playoffs. So, yeah, for the, it's not like I can lose this, right? So let's go, let's go Edmonton. Let's go Edmonton 42. 42. Okay. So what, what Edmonton has for the rest of the season is they are playing, uh, obviously Toronto this week. Uh, Then they're playing Montreal. And then they play Winnipeg. Uh, Montreal has clinched a playoff spot, but they haven't clinched home their home field. And Winnipeg hasn't clinched the top spot, or they've got a home field play no matter what. But it's whether or not they get the bye. So, uh, and then in week 21, Edmonton has a bye. Have you looked at the schedule? Week 20 and week 21 only has three games each. Yeah, it's weird. Everybody's getting a buy right at the end of the season. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's my actually one concern about BC, if they were to go out, win the West, to host the Western final, they have the buy in the final week. So if they finish first in the West, they're basically going three weeks between games which I don't like that stretch at that point of the season. No, no, nobody does. But, but if you don't take top spot and you don't go for the bye, then you're playing the Western final in Winnipeg in November. You don't want to do that either. No. So the trade-off is do you take three weeks of rest and try to get yourself motivated for the game, or do you go play in a noisy IGF field, frozen field? 
they both kind of have pros and cons. They do. They do. Certainly do. Uh, Rudy, what's your picks on this? Um, I think uh, Toronto will uh, Toronto will win this game pretty easily. I think they're going to want to show that. Uh, I'm sure they. I think the players themselves didn't probably want to rest last week. I think they wanted to play in Winnipeg, so I think they're going to be a little bit cranky this week, and they're going to come out and uh, want to show the league why they're they're number one. So I think they'll win this quickly. Oh, so they can go beat up one of the teams at the bottom of the league? Yes, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I understand what they did last week. I mean, it's just it's kind of the the curse of the CFL, right? Like it's the if you dominate well, it, early and you and you sold first place, you have like three months of meaningless football, and it's uh, it, it it's, it's a, great. It's a great argument for one division. Absolutely, I was about to say that. I mean, because right now Toronto has twelve wins, Winnipeg and BC both have eleven. There's no way Toronto yeah, can you, start resting people. But they they get run over great, by Winnipeg great. and BC. Yeah, it'd be a great race. I don't it know would. why these fans are so scared of it. I don't know why these fans are scared. Like it'd be an even playing field for everyone. So what? What? Who cares? Like if it's fair, well, who could have a complaint? Yeah. And, you know. And then yeah. they talk about oh the history of the league and blah 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 and tradition. Tradition. Well, tradition. 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 tradition went out. That it went out the window when um, when uh, we had uh, six uh, American teams that kind of uh, went against tradition. If you you know what I mean when you're in Las Vegas and the guys playing old Christmas tree. I think. Uh, we survived that fiasco, so I think we could survive one division. But anyways, back to my pick. <laughs> um, I think Toronto's just the, the better team, and, and they're going to show why. Uh, 49. Or no, uh, sorry, someone picked 49. I'll say Toronto 48. You're going to get the stare. You know that, right? Why is that? Do you not pay attention to our podcast at all? Yeah. Do you? Okay. And, and why would I be saying this? I don't. Because Christopher always picks 48. Yep. In every game. <laughs> uh, Rudy has 48. All right, I'll... I wanted PJ 49, is, but 49... No, 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 no. Don't change your pick. Don't change your pick. Don't be like that. No, CJ's taking 45. <laughs> Toronto, 45. Listen, okay. I'm running so cold on my on my, my sports picks. Don't worry. Okay, so the next game up, which is the, the game of the season. Without question, this is the game of the season. BC takes the first one from Winnipeg. Winnipeg blows BC out in the second one. There's some uh, mitigating circumstances into that that uh, Winnipeg fans don't like to admit, that uh, BC was playing on a short week and they, Winnipeg was coming off a bye. Um, but, you know, it, it's football and you've got to suck it up and do what you've got to do. So uh, the season is tied. Season series is tied. So this will be the tiebreaker. Um, and it will put the person, uh, the team that wins this is in first place and dominantly in first place because it would be two games up on the other. Okay. 
although it doesn't say that. It, we'd both be 11. But if, if Winnipeg won this, they would be 12. BC would be 11. BC would have to get 13 to get above them, and as vice versa. So this is no, that's not right. They're both at 11. They're both at 11 right now. Okay. Yes. Okay. So which team is going to win? Oh, sorry. I what you meant. Yeah, sorry. Okay. They're going to win the season yeah. series. So for the right. other team to win the division, they would have to get 13. Yeah. So in effect, it's a two-game lead, basically it's with a, the tiebreaker. It, it, yes. Yes. It's a. It's a. It's a ridiculously important game. Yes. Okay. This is this is the biggest game of the season, bar none, unquestionable. What teams are going to show up? Because Winnipeg has been playing flat. BC has been playing flat. Not all the time. Inconsistent. Some games are great. Some games are not. You can't say Winnipeg played wonderful against Toronto's backups. Uh, BC dominated Saskatchewan. But, you know, it, and, and some days it's terrible. Some days it's good. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about this game. I, hopefully I get to watch it. Uh, Winnipeg, BC. Charles. I know you're going to pick BC, but you got to say it for I Sparky. Am. Of course I do, because Sparky doesn't know by now for some reason. But, yeah, I'm picking BC, and sorry I'm going to have to miss this game. I'm going to be in a boggle tournament. Uh, but no, I'm in a kidding, what? Of course, I'm going to be there. It was a joke. I said a boggle tournament, but I was kidding. I'm, I I'm not boggle missing this is. game, period. That's a word game with dice. Ah, never mind. Um, it was just right. It meant to be funny. It's all flat. Um, no, but honestly, this is uh, literally, well, this is the third meeting of the year between these two teams. Pretty much each team has blown the other team out in the first two meetings. The Lions winning the first game 30-6. to six, And we all remember that spanking the Bombers gave the Lions 50-14. to 14. Uh, but these two teams haven't played each other really in two months. So two months, uh, a lot happens in two months. Um, but uh, the Lions are coming in. They've won four straight uh, coming into this game. So they've been pretty much red hot uh, over the last month. The Bombers in this one are kind of limping in. They're two and two in their last four after having a five-game winning streak before that, but they've lost games to Saskatchewan, they've lost to Hamilton, and the Bombers are not a great road team this year. They really aren't. Uh, three of their four losses this year have come on the road. Uh, in a couple of their other road games, they were actually fortunate to win. There was a 1918 game against Calgary. There was the one game where they fell behind 22 to nothing against Edmonton. So they haven't been a very good team on the road for the majority of the season, while the Lions only have one loss at home. So there's that to factor in. Honestly, in me, uh, in, for me, uh, this game comes down to one player, Brady Oliveira. If Brady Oliveira runs all over the Lions and the Lions are not able to answer him, the Bombers will win this game. I just think that. And the Lions have struggled to protect against the run. And they've really, and they're coming up against probably the best running back in the CFL right now. So they've got to be extra concerned about him. They've also got uh, a noted lion killer, Janarian Grant, coming back into the lineup uh, this week. So that's another thing they're going to have to pay attention to. And I really believe that if the Lions uh, can get 
um, Taquan Mazzell going and get a running game um, uh, going against his Winnipeg team, that will be a world of help to them. But let's face it, I think this has a huge potential to be an air show. We've seen, we've seen um, the, the, these two teams, they both uh, can have dynamic um, aerial games. Let's face it, in the first game, Winnipeg was shorthanded. They were without a few key players. In the second game, not only were the Lions, you know, on a short week, they were also missing Vernon Adams in that game. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Dominic Rimes missed that game. Either he missed that game or I think he was actually injured in that game. Also, the backup, Dane, Dane Evans, got knocked out halfway through that game. So the second half of that game, they were using their backup quarterback. But regardless of that, their defense got torched in that, in that game. Their third, third, third string. Yeah, third string, excuse me, uh, Dominic Davis. So their defense has to step up. I know they're pumped for this game. I'm sure the Bombers are pumped for this game. I'm pumped for this game. The Lions are pumped for this game. The fans are pumped for this They've opened up the upper deck, and I just looked, and tickets are, move, are starting to move pretty quickly on the upper deck now. Uh, so I think it's going to be a huge crowd. It's going to be a, a, an awesome atmosphere. And I'm expecting this will be the best and closest game of the three games. I don't think we're seeing a blowout this time. And, yeah, I'm going with my heart, but you know what? I'm also going with the team I think is playing better right now. That's the BC Lions, and I'm going to pick BC to win this one. And I'm going to say it's going to be somewhat high scoring, so I'm going to go BC 56. Okay. Vernon Adams has, uh, what, he's averaged 350 yards per game in the last eight games. Is that Does that make sense? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Like, talk about an aerial attack. The problem with that is, is we really don't have much of a running game. And uh, that, that, that's a sad part. So they, they don't have a running game, and they're not good at stopping the run. That's why we need to win to play in BC in the Western Final. William, what are you going to do here? You've got Winnipeg. you got BC. You know. It's in BC. If I, if I, if I... If I say anything, I'm going to offend everybody. So, no, you know what? Let's, yeah, I am. Let's put it this way. I, I think this game is is pretty evenly matched. It's up for grabs. Um, yeah. BC should have BC should have the home advantage. Um, Winnipeg has the advantage of the running game. We both know that. Vernon Adams and Zach Kolaris are very capable of throwing multiple interceptions during a game, okay, because yes. they've both done it this year. Um, Vernon Adams was a little better than Zach. He managed to throw six in a game. Janarian um, Grant makes a big difference. The crowd makes a big difference for BC. It's hard to I, – I hate when – when when I, I guess – I guess – on Saturday, the the whoever wins, if Winnipeg wins, then BC can't use the excuses they've been using about the second time they played Winnipeg. And if and if BC wins, then I guess Winnipeg's not even close to competition for BC. So who's making all the noise in the background? Stop it. Anyways, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Winnipeg, um, 43. 
Okay. Rudy, one of these teams is yours. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, it's nice to have a big game. You know, CFL, I don't know. There's, with the schedule, you don't get these games very often, it seems, anymore. But um, We should have had uh, one last week with Winnipeg that, and Toronto, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I think this game, Winnipeg is uh, – I think Winnipeg gets up for the big – the the good teams, I think they, they play better. And against Ottawa and Hamilton, they played down to their competition, and it was it was embarrassing. But um, I think they come up with a big performance. I think uh, I think I think their running game could be the difference in this game. So I think Winnipeg. I have it high scoring. I think it'll go back and forth, and and it might come down to who throws more interceptions because both uh, Vernon Adams and Caleros you know, have good passing numbers, but they also have, uh, you know, they, they do throw interceptions. So but that could be if, a... Uh, Rudy, if you look at the amount of attempts that they have and the amount of touchdowns that they have and the amount of interceptions, it's not out of proportion to what it should be. Yes, Vernon Adams has 16 interceptions and Calaris has 14. But it's not I think it's more Zach atrocious Lack, considering it's the amount of games, attempts though. that they have. If it's through the whole season, but the thing is, Zach in the last five or six games, he's throwing he's throwing a, a bunch of them. So that just seems correct to be but a, Adam has a very, he's, very he's been in good ball control. It's a very fixable issue too. I think just. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I have Winnipeg fifty-five. I think it'll be a it'll be a field goal game. Okay. So we'll break down to the last, the last minute. I'm going to take the BC Lions on this one, and I'm going with 48 points. I just think that the Lions are a little bit better of a team. And I'm not going to say they're more consistent because they're not, but they definitely have some momentum going into this game on a four-game winning streak where, like Charles says, uh, Winnipeg is 2-2. Two and two. And Zach hasn't looked really wonderful and if it wasn't for Brady Oliveira, then I don't think they would have won the other two games. So Winnipeg's not looking as powerful as they have been in the past. And I'm, uh, I really think that this game is up for grabs. It's either team's game. It's an important game. It's, it's a two, it's a four point game. And, uh, Interdivision. It this this literally this game is who wins the division. If this this doesn't happen, I mean the odds of Winnipeg losing out the rest of the game and BC winning out the rest of the game are so slim to nil. Uh, it's not going to happen. So this it, this game is it. If if you want first place in the West, this is the game that's going to give it to you. And I'm taking the BC Lions at 48 points. Okay. Now now we have the challenge. Because now we're playing with the tallest midgets. We have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have the Hamilton Tiger Cats going into Saskatchewan. Now, Hamilton Tiger Cats have had this. Um, Taylor Powell has been playing quite well, but now they have both Bo and Schlitz taking first team reps. I don't get why they're they're putting the guy that got them into playoffs on the bench. This is like Casey Printer scenario. Um, but and then what did I hear today that Bo now has a he didn't practice today because he has a sore leg. 
So is this going to be better? Is this going to be a game time? Is this going to be what? I don't know what's going on with Hamilton and who their quarterback is. Nobody's even said who their quarterback is. Is it Matthew Schlitz or is it going to be Taylor Powell? And why would you even think about putting Bo in there? Bo was, what, nine picks, three touchdowns in three games with the Tiger Cats this year. Nine picks. Like, I mean, that was dominant. He was dominating the league in interceptions. Not a good category. But uh, anyhow, we got the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We're playing Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan has, like, rolled over and died. I don't know what's going on. There was, like, one of the things is, can can Craig Dickinson save his job? No. Um, But, yeah, okay, let's see what's going on here. We got Hamilton, Saskatchewan. Charles, what's your pick on this one? Hang on. I got Charles muted. Um, (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Buddy, you got to start over. I had you muted. Sorry. You're making making background noise. No, I wasn't. I had put myself on mute right after I finished talking. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, just quickly, I I wanted to make one more point on on the last game just quickly. Uh, I just went back and quickly did some uh, quick check. The last, uh, since the last Bombers game, which was in August, there's been seven games. The Lions have played seven games since then, and that was the game right after with the game that Vernon Adams came back from his injury. They played seven games, and he's passed for 300 yards in six of the seven games. The only one he didn't was against Edmonton, where he passed for 270. On to the right. next game. Right, uh, but, there was bit, a, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. But there was two games where he was uh, uh, 470 and 458 yards. Correct. So that brought the that, that brought correct. the average up, right? That's why I said the yes, average was right. 350. So even though yeah, he had yes. one game at 200 and something, but the average brought it back up. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, no problem. Hamilton, All Saskatchewan. Right. On to Hamilton, Saskatchewan. Boy, what a letdown after Winnipeg, BC. But we'll go with it anyways. Hamilton, Saskatchewan. Um, Boy, these are two teams that have been inconsistent all year. Hamilton looks like they're riding the ship, but I'm sorry. If I'm Hamilton, I'm going to go with the guy that gives me the best chance to win right now. And in my mind, that is still Taylor Powell. Both Levi Mitchell might be uh, better, might be able to perform now, but if you remember back when he was playing early in the year, they were struggling, and he wasn't getting the job done. And Taylor Powell uh, is a young guy that could be, you know, uh, a guy that can take the team to the future. Give him the ball and let him run with it. He got you to the playoff spot to begin with, like DJ said. Don't take him off. Go with the hot hand. If he struggles, then maybe you look at a, a change. But I don't, I don't take him off at all in my mind for that. But uh, Hamilton's a better team right now. I think Saskatchewan's kind of a mess. Uh, they're a team with very little confidence, and why would they have confidence? Because they're losing again and again and again. They got kind of, they were really out. Don't let that score at the end of the game fool you. They were badly outclassed by the Lions last week. Yeah, they got the two late touchdowns that really meant nothing in the grand scheme of things. And they haven't played well since they got throttled by the Bombers a week after Labor Day. And I don't see them doing any better this week. I think Hamilton 
have been much better team than Saskatchewan over the last few weeks, and I think Hamilton's going to be the better team this week again. Uh, and I hope that they stick with Taylor Powell and don't just knee-jerk go back to Bo Levi Mitchell because I don't think it's going to go well for them if they do. So, But I think Hamilton's going to win this game no matter what. And I think Hamilton will win, and I'll say, uh, 45 points. Okay. William, you can't take Saskatchewan. Yes. It goes against the grain, doesn't it? I can't. I can't. I can't believe anybody is talking about Bo Levi Mitchell. Okay, <laughs> we've seen him. We've seen him all year when he wasn't hurt, and he's throwing interceptions because he can't throw the ball. Okay, so if Hamilton puts him in there, well, Saskatchewan's going to win that game. Um, but uh, I just can't believe they're considering playing him terrible. Um, you know what? Don't uh, – I mean, the, the last thing any BC Lions fan or any Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan should be doing is taking Saskatchewan lightly, okay? Because one of those teams are going to play them in the playoffs, no doubt, and you never know what happens in the playoffs. So, oh, we know. Um, I think I think – I think Saskatchewan has more to more to play for because is Hamilton is Hamilton can Hamilton still make the playoffs or not? I Hamilton is in the playoffs, but they're Hamilton going to, is in the playoffs. They're actually trying but, to overtake Montreal for the second place. They, Montreal has eight eight wins and Hamilton has seven. Okay. So well, so if Hamilton wins out, they will get hmm. second place home field advantage. Yeah, so they're trying. They have something to play for right now. Go no doubt about it. Okay, well then, in that case, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Hamilton. Um, Hamilton 42 only because I still deep down hope that <laughs> Edmonton or Calgary will overtake Saskatchewan. That's all I can say. So, go ahead. Yeah. But... The problem with that is Saskatchewan owns the season series on Edmonton. Edmonton would have to win out, and they've got some tough games. And Calgary would have to win out, and they have some really tough games. So, yeah, I don't think either one of them is going to pass Saskatchewan now. They, 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 they left it too long. Four wins in, in 15 starts. Both Calgary and Edmonton is ridiculous. They're tied with Ottawa. Okay. Rudy, I still agree with you. Riders are flat. Rudy, where are you? Yeah, here. Um, I think Saskatchewan at home will be enough to beat uh, Hamilton. And now that Hamilton's going around with their quarterback situation, I think that sends a bad message to the rest of the team. I mean, they have a, they have some momentum, but that'll certainly kill it if he, you're, you know, that Bo Levi's limping around the, the, at practice and then they're not even, I don't get why they wouldn't just go with Powell, but that's what Hamilton does. So uh, I think Saskatchewan wins that. Probably an ugly game. Very ugly. I'll say Saskatchewan 47. And, uh, I mean, 
I might it'd be a hard it'd be a hard game to watch. I think forty seven. <laughs> I should no, I'll stick with forty seven, but I think yeah, you'd like you to see two touchdowns. I don't know. Right I mean if if they put Powell in, I mean Butler has been running wild. I mean his his numbers are amazing in the last few weeks. And uh the team is coming together, the O line is coming together, it's doing very well. Powell's been getting better every game. But what happened yeah. in the last game? I mean, they pulled him and put Schlitz in. So Yeah, Schlitz is not the guy. Schlitz is not the guy and Mitchell's not the guy. It's gonna be Powell. You're gonna stick with your, your starter for next year. I mean, just go with it. But I I'm and taking him. I think Montreal's is Oh, sorry, I, I yeah, guess, Montreal has a thin series over 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 Hamilton, over Hamilton right? Yeah, so they have to win out, right? Hamilton yeah. has to okay. win out and uh, to to overcome them or pretty close to it. So they have so to win Hamilton's two out of like, the three games, and Montreal has to lose all three of theirs. So the they have to win. Game, yeah, I mean, if Saskatchewan loses this game, I mean. And if Calgary can win, the, the Calgary gets Saskatchewan next, right? Uh, Calgary is week Don't nineteen. Calgary, is, yeah. yeah, Saskatchewan yeah, is in Calgary. Week. Yeah, next so Friday night. Saskatchewan loses this. Saskatchewan loses this game, and Calgary, you know, figures their shit out a little bit. I mean, you never know. Calgary's well, Calgary not Calgary's not going to win another game this year. I guarantee Well, they're going to beat Saskatchewan next week. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're horrible. Oh, I think. Yeah. Well, they're Saskatchewan. horrible. So is, so is Saskatchewan. But then Calgary has not to play BC, Calgary. and Calgary has to play Winnipeg. And both yeah. Winnipeg and BC are fighting for, for playoff positioning. So, you know, they, yeah, no, they're not going to – they're not going to overtake the Riders. Riders have pretty much secured that – that position. Well, I mean, if, I guess if Winnipeg wins this week and then they win again the following week against Edmonton, they, they would have clinched first, and then they could just send a a ragtag team to Calgary. So that could be a, a Calgary. That would be a, a path for Calgary to make the, the playoffs. Right there. You'd, Long you'd yeah. have to send. You'd have to. You'd have to send a high school team to Calgary to beat. <laughs> To, to to lose to Calgary, okay? Okay, it, it hang on, you. Rudy. It really doesn't make sense yeah. for Winnipeg to, to to coast in week twenty one because they're 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 not playing the next week. They have a bye. Well, you know what they'll do? They'll do what they did before. They'll probably play Claret for a quarter just to get you know just to keep keep routine. Then they're they're not going to be. I mean, if Calgary's coming out to win that game to make the playoffs. I mean, I don't think I want Claris in that that game for a whole four quarters. Put him in for a okay. quarter or two, and good enough. The last game is Ottawa Red Blacks in Montreal to play the Alouettes, the Horny Alouettes. I'm I'm really getting annoyed with those horns, but <sighs> everybody is freakishly ridiculous. But you they, know what the they, problem is? The more people talk. The more people talk about it, then the more like they'll, they'll do it for attention. I would just ignore it and, and yeah, that's go true. Away. Well, hundred percent. But you know, it's just they're doing it, and it's just like Jesus. If somebody had an air horn behind me at a game, I'd throttle the motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that I would, would be, throttle yeah. 
that that'd be a throat punch. And, and honestly, when the stands are half empty, it like it even sounds worse because it like echoes. Like it doesn't make it. It doesn't add to the atmosphere. Like you have like sixteen thousand people in Montreal for a game, and I mean you hear this thing, and it's like it doesn't do much for the. Uh, okay, the so we've got we got Ottawa into Montreal. Uh, Montreal ha- is in the playoffs. They are in second place in the East. They haven't secured that position. Hamilton can theoretically pass them. Uh, but uh, Montreal has to win some games. Are they going to beat Ottawa? Pretty much. Uh, Ottawa just it is just absolutely terrible. Just I, I just I cannot get over how bad they are. So, Charles, who are you picking? Ottawa sucks, and Montreal sucks, but just a little bit less. Yeah. Um, uh, Ottawa snuck up on a couple teams uh, this year. They beat Winnipeg. Uh, they won a couple weeks ago. Uh, they almost pulled off the upset over BC. But in general, this is just a pretty bad football team, and – He's just not – I just don't see Montreal losing to them. Not that Montreal, that he's screaming hell at all. I just think they got more to play for. Real, mathematically, Ottawa can still make the playoffs. Realistically, they're done again. And No, just, no, no, no. No, they cannot. Or they're out? They're, com- they're out. Yeah, they, you're right. They are out. Well, no, could they not technically – could they not technically get a, a crossover <laughs> – because I think they're four points behind Saskatchewan. Uh, they got three to play. Yeah. Okay. You're right. They they theoretically he, could cross over. Yeah. It's on life they're, support. They're not going to make it. Let's be realistic. They're uh, in the same position and, that Edmonton and Calgary are in. Right. Yeah. And Montreal's trying to hold off on uh, uh, losing home field to Hamilton. So they've got more to play. And I really believe that Montreal will pull this game out. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, Montreal is going to win, and I'll say 50 points. Montreal, 50 points. Okay. William. Yeah, the only reason the only reason I'm going to pick Montreal in this game is because Ottawa is a terrible football team, almost as bad as the Calgary Stampeders. Um, if not worse than them, hard to say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this game probably means more to Montreal than, than Ottawa. Um, and Ottawa has played so poorly this year. So, shit, I'm going to say Montreal uh, 34. Oh, real low scoring. Yeah. yeah. They're not powerhouses, have you noticed? Neither one of them. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Charles went high, though. Rudy. Neither one of them is great defensively, either. Well, I think Montreal's defense is better than their offense. Well, that's probably true. I think Ottawa's done. I think Ottawa last week after, they were at home against Montreal, a big divisional game, and, and they came out, like, made stupid mistakes after... Stupid mistakes, and I think that was their that was their shot to get back in the race. And I think the loss to BC 
was a crushing loss, and then you tack on the loss at home last week. I think they're going to roll over. I think Montreal will have a big win in Montreal this week, and then Montreal will clinch a home playoff berth at 500, I guess, which is Pathetic. about right for the East. Yep. Uh, so I will say Montreal 45. Montreal 45. Hmm. Okay. Well, CJ is going to take Montreal. He's going with 48 points. I mean, William Stanbeck has really not been much of an issue this year at all. Montreal nope. just has they, – they got a terrible quarterback in Cody Fajardo. Caleb Evans hasn't been playing bad football, uh, but would he get the opportunity in there? I don't know. It's just – who is it? Jason Moss is the coach, right? So, yep. I don't know. This is, this is just a uh, who-gives-a-shit game in, in, in all reality. Yes, Ottawa can make the playoffs in a crossover. Yes, Montreal could secure – Montreal will secure the – second in the east in this game uh i'm picking montreal i'm picking them at 48 points and that's kind of the way things are going to wrap okay now we're going to go back now oh who did we lose we lost will again will fuck i did it again (laughs) okay so charles you're going to have to pay attention to this okay because mr butterfingers is Apparently. Oh, forgot to put him in the box. It's going to ring. Oh. Hello again. There, Hi. you're back. Yep. Okay. Um, so now we're going to go back and, and talk about all the other games that were in the, in the past week. And I'm just going to bow out and go to bed. Okay? So you guys probably can... Uh, make this one run for the rest of the the show without too much problems and talk to your little people or your little articles a little bit. Okay. So good night. And, uh, I apologize, but I feel like shit. Charles, Charles, you got the, you got the control. Okay. Good night. And then there were three. All right, so I guess uh, for us to go back and review um, the uh, games from last week, we normally do this first, but because of CJ leaving early tonight, we're going to go back and we are going to review last week's game. There was uh, four games last week, four interesting games last week. Well, I don't know how interesting they were. Some of them were, some of them weren't. Uh, But anyways, let's start on Friday with what should have been um, the uh, big game of the week and maybe even the big game of the year. But because the Toronto Argonauts thought it was a better idea to rest some of their players, maybe, um, what's his name, Uh, Chad Kelly. um, um, I've heard maybe has had some sort of nicks and stuff like that, maybe some sort of an injury. So they decided to rest Chad Kelly and a few other of their starters. I think they had four or five starters that they sat out this game. It still turned out to be a pretty entertaining game. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm just 
going to back out up here, uh, even though the stacks page still sucks. Uh, the Argos actually led this game into the fourth quarter. Yes, they did. They were up 18-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the Winnipeg Blue Bombers put up 15 points to uh, Toronto's three and pushed ahead and beat the Argos 31-21 at IG Field in the Winnipeg this last week. Uh, boy, it looked for a while there that uh, Toronto might pull off the upset, and it would have been an upset without their starters, but uh, the Bombers were able to outlast them and outscore them in the fourth to take the victory on home field. Uh, Rudy, you're the resident Bomber fan, so what did you see from your team against the Argos last week? You know what? I think the, uh, what scared me was the way they still got to Caleros, like in the Grey Cup game. So uh, Toronto's defense is for real. Like, you know what? We make fun of the East quite a bit, but Toronto's a quality team, and they are the top. They they, they deserve top ranking in the, in the league. That does not mean – that does not guarantee a Grey Cup championship. I think BC and Winnipeg could easily knock them off in a in a one game shot in uh in Hamilton. So but uh no, they um their their D line caused some headaches for the bombers, so they definitely have to clean that up, Winnipeg. Um and you know what, the backup that was in for Toronto, I forget his name, sorry, he, he played pretty good. He's not he's not that much of a drop off from Kelly. Not like Kelly throws for five hundred yards and does a bunch of stuff. He's you know, they run a pretty simple game plan for, for Kelly, and I think the backup kind of did the same, ran the same type of offense. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Winnipeg got the two points. It was kind of a disappointment that Toronto didn't start their all their starters, but, uh, I mean, that's that's good for Winnipeg because now we get a, a one-game shot this against BC to win the division. So, um, you know, Winnipeg did what they have to do. It wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. That's about it for that game. There's not really much more to say. It wasn't uh, wasn't a Picasso. Yeah, they struggled there for a couple of minutes, but uh, for a few quarters, but they were able to uh, pull through in the fourth. Uh, Will, what were your impressions of this game between the Argos and the Bombers? Well, you know what? I know uh, Toronto didn't play Chad Kelly, and I don't think they played their running back much. And once again, like we've said before, a new quarterback that you don't have film on tends to do better. And he was also a bit of a running quarterback as well. I just, I, I question after Winnipeg realized the starters weren't in there, how motivated they were as well. Because this is not, obviously, if they get to the Grey Cup, this is not the team they're going to face in the Grey Cup. And so, once again, did guys did guys back off and you know take a little steam off of things? Um, you know, the offensive line for Winnipeg—they've let people get to Calaris all year more so than I've seen in in a couple of years. So I guess they do have to shore that up, or maybe maybe I, once again. I don't know how, how and, and being in Calgary for all those years when they had 
clinch playoff spots before, you know, halfway through the season. How motivated are these guys? And it's it's hard to get up for these games when it doesn't mean the world. So Winnipeg won. They got the two points. And, hey, that's that's all you need to say. It doesn't matter how close the game was. They got the two points. So there you go. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you do wonder about the motivation. Say that again. Sorry, what? Sorry, you can't make a decision. No, you're right. You can't say, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the Bombers still have something to play for because they're still trying to wrap up first place. So you would think something like that would motivate them. I know they're not playing the the full Argo team, but, you know, they still need to do it. And they did win, let's face it. But uh, they kind of took the long way to do it. One thing but, that Winnipeg but, this year, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rudy. Go ahead, Rudy. Oh, Rudy, I was go ahead. Say the one thing that Winnipeg has uh, banked three of their losses this year. They haven't had Jackson Jeffcoat in the uh, in the backfield, like uh, in defense, and that him and Jefferson they really play off each other. And when you notice if Jeffcoat's not playing, teams can uh, double team Jefferson, and it's it uh, kind of takes away a lot of Winnipeg's bite on the D-line. But when you have Jeff Coat healthy and, and raring to go, he's uh, it's a big difference maker back there. So I would watch for that uh, this week in the uh, BC game. And, I mean, once again, I hate to say this and I hate to downplay it, but I don't think first place and second place and third place is that important, okay? It's not It's not the end of your season if you get second place or third place, okay? You still have a chance in a one-game series to win the game, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So I don't know how motivated you are even for first and second. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, no, look, at, look at... You, get a week. you know, if Go you're ahead. Winnipeg and you get, a, you get a week and you play Saskatchewan and you beat up on Saskatchewan, but you do some good things, you know, BC sitting sitting for a week or for for two weeks, and the team that just played usually has some momentum coming in, so they can sometimes uh, yeah. keep rolling. Like, and hell, teams have won the Grey yeah. Cup, finishing third place. So, I mean, yeah, you, it just you get hot at the right time. Um, doesn't a lot of times it doesn't matter where you're playing. Yeah, well, look at the East. I mean, Hamilton Tiger Cat fans are giddy right now. They're exactly where they want to be. Yeah. You know, they've lost, they've lost every game to Toronto, but guess what? <laughs> they're due to get they're due to get one, and it could be in the it could it could possibly be in the uh, in the East final if they get there. So, those are dangerous teams to play. Yep. All right, so uh, the final score was Winnipeg uh, 31 and Toronto 21. I'm sorry, I don't have the actual the, the, our picks. I think I think all of us picked Winnipeg because they were uh, playing uh, the Argos without Chad Kelly. I'm pretty sure we all picked Winnipeg on that one. So, uh, sorry, I don't have those scores in front of me. So we can update them next week or whatnot. So. It's not a big deal. So we'll move on to the next game now. This was it was doubleheader Friday and doubleheader Saturday last week. So two games Friday, two games Saturday. This weekend being the holiday weekend, we get a Monday game uh, for Thanksgiving. That's the uh, 
the Montreal-Ottawa game. So, uh, game two of the week, though, I was at personally last Friday night at BC Play Stadium. It was the BC Lions winning this game 33-26. to And, again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, that's a very misleading score because uh, the Riders got two touchdowns in garbage time when the Lions were playing prevent defense. Uh, it was not nearly as close as that score would indicate. The Lions uh, really, uh, I thought, took it to them for the first three quarters. I mean, it was 20. It was 33-11 to 11 going into the fourth quarter. The Bombers got the two late ones. I never felt at any point that that game was at all in doubt. And, uh, hey, the Lions played well in this game. The Lions, um, they got off another 300, uh, actually a 400, 458 yards for Vernon Adams. So he uh, went off on this one. Uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, needed a bit more off uh, running game as uh, Taquan Mazzell, only 10 carries, 38 yards. Keon Hatcher was outstanding in this game, 172 yards and a touchdown. Dominic Rimes with a big return to the lineup, 92 yards. Alex Holland, 83 yards, two touchdowns. So the Lions, they've got, they've got a lot of weapons. This is why I think tomorrow's game could be a real aerial battle because both of these teams are stacked a mile high at receiver. Um, but the Lions really played well. They, they, they went out and kind of outclassed the Riders. Jake Dugala threw for 409 yards. And I'm sorry, 409 yards and 457 yards. They got him in completely different ways. A large portion of that one for Dogala was in the fourth quarter when the Lions, like I said, were in pre-event defense. They only had 22 yards rushing from Frankie Hickson. Uh, they had trouble getting anything going in this game when it, when it mattered. The Riders were just kept stalling. Uh, it was not a particularly close game. The Lions were... Uh, kind of on cruise control from halftime. And they're just a better team than the Riders. I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever about that. And, yeah, it was just a, a pretty much a, a game I was expecting and a result I was expecting. Rudy, uh, what did you think uh, about this game as the Lions 33-26 over the Riders? Well, horrifying from a betting perspective because I had BC in the point spread and I was at a bar watching it and I thought, okay, well, I, I just stopped watching it and I was looking into my the next day, I was going to see how much I collected on my uh, two-game parlay, the life-changing money and uh, I had to go back, I had to go and find the stats and look what happened. I thought the <laughs> the two late touchdowns uh, that meant nothing, that hurt my uh, Unless you're a gambler. <laughs> hurt my bottom line, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, overall, uh, you know, BC's the better team, and Saskatchewan is uh, – I think Saskatchewan's almost like they made the playoffs. They I, they have no urgency. It's kind of scary right now. Like, it's it's not it's not good marketing. Like, you have teams right now in the CFL that are not playing well, and there's no urgency to play well. So, I don't – I'm not sure that's uh, what we want to see from teams. Like, I watched the Ottawa game last week and Saskatchewan. Like, those are tough to watch, those games. Nothing's going on. It's, it's horrible football. So, hopefully, uh, next year, uh, these teams play a little bit better, make things a little more competitive. 
because you know you know fans aren't gonna. I mean, fans won't buy tickets anymore. I mean, look at look at the attendance in uh, Saskatchewan too. It's dropping. So, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I think BC uh, took had their little swan dive mid-season, and now they're they're rolling. So, uh, it's good for BC, and it looks like there's some excitement in the province. So it's uh, good for BC full marks on their season so far. Yeah, absolutely. We can move on to the next uh, game. What's that? I'm good. Well, I just, I just, okay. Uh, Will, uh, what did you think of this game with the Lions beating Saskatchewan? Well, you know what? I, I do agree with you that 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 BC is much better, and uh, the last couple of touchdowns were in garbage time. But I don't, I tend to wonder, once again, I question people's motivation. Obviously, BC wasn't that motivated in the fourth quarter. They played prevent defense. I mean, will they do the same thing if they play Winnipeg and they're up by that many points in the fourth quarter? If they do, they might get burnt. Good point. I, I, I tend to wonder why they didn't keep their foot on the pedal, and I know it's hard to do, okay? I know it's hard to do, especially when you dominate it like that. But, hey, you know, I mean, did that game give Saskatchewan some hope if they meet BC in the playoffs? You know, you never know. You never know what little tiny tidbit of information can give a team confidence. So... You know, I tend to look out for those kind of things, but I, I'm still not going to say BC is going to beat Saskatchewan in the playoffs because that's not likely if they even play them in the playoffs. But they're still a professional football team, and on any given day, right? It's true. Like the title of that movie, Any Given Sunday. Well, or Saturday or Friday, as it is with the the CFL. All right. Uh, 33-26, the Lions beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think, I believe we, well, someone picked the Riders. I don't remember who, but uh, I think Rudy might have picked the Riders. I don't remember. Did you pick the Riders last week, Rudy? I don't remember. No, no. I, but no, anyways. No, I, no, you picked I the Lions. Oh, well, whichever. No. All right, moving on to the, uh, now we're on to the uh, doubleheader that happened on Saturday. First game in this one on the Saturday doubleheader was in Montreal. I, uh, excuse me, was in Ottawa, where the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, got thumped at home by the Montreal Red Blacks. Uh, Will, you went second on the last game, so I'm going to let you go first on the la- this game. Okay. This was what? Ottawa and Montreal? Ottawa, Ottawa Montreal. Um, can you refresh my memory and tell me who won? Montreal, 32 to 15. Okay, because I'll be honest with you, I did not watch this game at all because it did not interest me in the least. Um, Once again, I think Ottawa is a pathetic team, and they showed that when they played Montreal. I did did watch, I PVR'd it, and I watched it for about 20 minutes because that's all I had time for. And once again, I mean, when you lose to Montreal and Montreal beat K 
Calgary the week before. I I consider Calgary and Ottawa pretty much the same team. They're both terrible. And I don't think either one of them is going to win another game this year. So that's my two cents. Go ahead, Rudy. I tried to watch this game, and it was, uh, I mean, Ottawa, you'd think after 15 games or 60, whatever we're at, like, to be to be that sloppy and to be that inconsistent, I mean, it's it's a joke. And at home, what a great chance to get back in the playoff race, and you don't get a point in the first half. Like, what's going on? That's That's ridiculous. So I'm not sure what's going on in Ottawa. I think maybe that that BC loss might have actually gutted them completely, and they're probably pretty much done out, emotionally spent after that loss to BC a few weeks ago. But uh, yeah, so I don't good. I mean, I don't think they can. They're not. I mean, they're going to lose. I don't think they'll win another game. I don't think Ottawa will win another game. I just that performance was. And you know what? Montreal will probably beat them again this week, and and Ottawa will have another four-win season. And is that like is that four seasons in a row of like four four wins? Like that's that's not good for the league. It's not healthy at all. So I'm not like 2009. Yeah, this is, yeah. You keep like, what's expecting the uh, that team to get better, and they don't. And the weird thing, too, uh, you said that they weren't the same uh, since the loss against BC, but the weird thing about that is they won their next game. Yeah, that's right. They beat Saskatchewan. I forgot. Yeah, that's they right. They beat Saskatchewan. Both, you saw with that win, maybe uh, they bounced back a little bit, but then mm-hmm. they don't. They lose. And this was a no-show, too. They were terrible in this game. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Yeah, it was a really, really bad performance. And Montreal's no screaming. I don't think they're a great team by any stretch. But they they really walked all over them in this game. Like you said, Ottawa didn't have a point in the first three quarters. Yeah. And Montreal's defense is is not bad overall. But, I mean, they can't hang with... Yeah. I mean, like we said, they're the best of the six teams, like of the six crappy teams, right? So, I mean. And I'm sorry, but, hey, Sean you know, Lemon ever age? No, I know. He just keeps making plays. But they're going to get a home yeah. playoff game, right? So, that's, I mean, that's good for them. they get a home playoff game. Maybe they'll get some – they'll get a nice crowd. And I think – Yeah, that so, would definitely be yeah. a, definitely a plus. I, I, we didn't have them pegged to have a home playoff game this year. That's, uh, but in the East, anything's mm-hmm. possible. But yeah, it's. Uh... I think I finished. Um, I think I picked Montreal to finish last. Because if you remember, Charles, 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 yes. Charles what yes. have you changed? Because you're really garbled. I haven't changed anything. Well, you're really garbled. You can hardly hear you. Yep. Oh, I, I don't know why. I haven't changed anything. That's a weird thing. Hmm. Am I still garbled? Uh, I was on mute, but then I yep. put myself. No, you're still garbled. garbled. Huh. Okay. 
I don't know why. Because I really haven't changed anything. Let's see. Um, this is really weird. Um, I know. I, I thought that uh, I thought that Rudy sounded kind of garbled. No, Rudy sounds crystal clear. Actually. Huh. Okay. Let's see here. Um, uh, let me see here. I think you're losing your voice. What's that? I thought he was, I did too. I thought he was losing his voice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to hang up briefly and then call myself back. Maybe I just got a a problem with my connection. So I'll be back in like 30 seconds. So you guys can not talk to myself just for a few minutes. What are we going to talk about? We can talk about... Well, why don't we move on? Yeah, move on to the next game or something, or whichever you like to... What? What was the the next game? Okay. um, Next game was... um, Winnipeg-Hamilton. Yes. Or sorry, Hamilton-Calgary. 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 That should be fun to talk about. Go on to that one. I'll be back in a moment. Okay, so you want me to go first, Rudy? Yeah, you can go. We can just talk back and forth on this game. I mean, pretty bad. I mean, you know what? In the in the thirty in the thirty three years I've been in Calgary, this is the worst win- or worst Calgary team I've ever seen. By far and away, it's even worse than the Matt Dunigan team. Horrible. Yeah, because Matt Dunigan. Those teams tried. Like those teams, just, they didn't. They were just low on talent. But I mean, it seems yeah. like Calgary was in a lot of games early on in the season, and they just lost a few close ones. But now I think something's going on in that locker room, or is it disconnect oh, with Dickinson? But it's because there's something bigger now. Because now they're not competing. Now they're, they're not even. They're not even in games. There's nothing going on. So. Yeah, and 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 I've said this numerous times. Um, the game in Hamilton, they didn't give a shit. Okay, the the guys that are trying their hardest. I mean, Mayor set uh, Begleton out on a suicide pass, and he probably broke ribs over that pass. And people are not happy in Calgary's locker room. And I think at the end of the year. Because Calgary does have some talent on their team, but I think yeah. at the I think I think at the end of the year, there's going to be a mass exodus out of Calgary. Anybody who can leave is going to leave, because I think it's that bad wow. in the locker room. To be the honest, thing is with you me. have Bagleton, you have Bagleton, and you have Carey. You have two. You have a good running back and a good receiver. Like they should have more than four wins. And that might be yeah, on Dickinson or the scheme because I mean well, they don't run the I, football. I, which is... I still think I still think the weakest part of this team is the quarterback and uh, the both of the tackles. I think they need more better tackles, and I think they need a quarterback because I don't think Jake Mayer is it. Because well, he, I think he's demoralized too now. Well, he's dead from the ass both ways. To be honest with you, I think he puts them in more trouble. Than they're already in, and I've heard rumors that uh, next game they're going to play. They're going to start one of the other quarterbacks. So we'll see. Well, they should because they got they got to figure something out for next year. Like, yep, they do. I mean, they do. 
So thank we'll you. See. I'm very. I mean, it's, it's I'm fun. Very, yeah. Go ahead. No, I say it's it's fun for a year to see you know Calgary and Edmonton. Usually it's kind of neat for a year to see Calgary and Edmonton in the playoffs. But uh, from a league point of view, one year is enough, and then you know we need a, we need a strong Calgary and Edmonton back in the West to uh, you know make it uh, what the West Division is, right? So yeah, um, and and one of the but, one of the overall one of the overall things around Calgary is they still think. That Huffnagel has a big, big hold on this team, and I think it's causing problems. To be honest with you, but so I don't think he does. Is it like is, no, what's he, the issue? Is it, is it... Trust me, this is still his team. This is still his team. Yeah, I I, I personally believe that Dickinson is too smart to be doing what he's doing and not changing it. And there must be some reason he's not changing it. So it's just you my ownership thoughts. and money. No, it's got nothing to do with ownership and money. money. No, they have lots of ownership and they have lots of money because they're owned by the flames. They got all kinds of money. Yeah. Okay. But I think I'm back now. All the okay. years of all the years of Calgary bringing in talent and not signing them the next year and letting them go to other teams, I think it's catching up with them. Like, let's take take Winnipeg for a perfect example. How the fuck do you let Stanley Bryant go? How do you do that? It's impossible. Because he, yeah. he already won best offensive lineman in Calgary when he was here, and then they didn't even try hard to sign him. And he ended up going to Winnipeg, and he's stayed there for a hundred years now. Yeah. So that's one of many that's one of many examples. So anyways. How about this? They Go didn't ahead, resign uh, Sean I was gonna say, how about this? They didn't resign Sean Lemon, who was the defensive player of the year nominee last year. Uh huh. And I know he's older, but hell he's still making an impact. Look yeah, what but what I mean then again, the Lions got rid of him too, which I never understood either. Yeah, but what did he do halfway? Halfway, he comes back halfway through the season, and he's already got six or seven sacks. And yeah. now, and now they Montreal has mm-hmm. teamed him up with Darnell with Darnell Sankey, and that's another reason mm-hmm. Montreal is better now. I guarantee you, this, it's also called sure. leadership. Okay, so yep, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I agree. And just finishing off, I I don't even think I'll go to another Stampeder game this year. I really don't. Because it's – the next two games are the coldest games of the year. And to, be sit cold, there yeah. and to sit there and watch the effort that they're going to put out, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. So It's hard to say. It's hard to blame you on that, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, it's not just a team thing. There's something wrong in that locker room, I think, with the Calgary Stampeders. They're not in any way a cohesive team at all. Uh, they just look like a, a beaten team that just doesn't have any interesting games. So I think they're kind of, uh, like I said, I don't think they really, there's something wrong with that team right now. They're just not clicking. And, uh Nine points through three quarters. Uh, they just 
And Jake Mayer is not the answer. Uh, no matter how hard they try, I mean, they've got to see it by now. Jake Mayer, I'm sorry, you're ju- is just not a very good quarterback. He isn't. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna. I just. Uh, I'm just not surprised. I think, uh, like we said, it's just bizarre to see both Alberta teams this year being so poorly and having the same amount of wins as Montreal has. That's just, um, or excuse me, not Montreal, Ottawa. Uh, that's just you're not used to it because we've been, there's been so many years where the Edmonton and Calgary have been the two dominant teams in the league. And to see them as bottom, bottom feeders at this point, it's just um, something I'm not used to because uh, throughout my life, at the very least, one of those two teams have been strong, but not this year. But anyways, uh, in Hamilton, hey, there's still um, there's still battling in to try and get second place, which is actually bizarre when you think of earlier this year um, how poor they were, and they've been going well. But actually, we talked about uh, Taylor Powell and Max Schlitz earlier, but. Um, Matt Schlicht was actually the guy that came in and did the job for Hamilton. Uh, uh, Taylor Powell was struggling earlier in this game. Schlicht came in and went 11-19 um, for 225 and two touchdowns, one interception. So he came in off the bench and put up some nice numbers to get this win. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what Hamilton is going to do this week uh, with their quarterback situation. Whether or not they go back to Powell, whether they start Schlitz, or do they go to Bo Levi Mitchell? I think, honestly, it'd be a colossal mistake to do that. But, hey, I'm not the coach. Dave Dickinson is, so he might be, or excuse me, Dave Dickinson. Uh, Orlando Steinhauer is. Um, so let's just wait and see what he does, because I don't believe they've named a starter for you for this week. I'm interested to see who they do. So, all right, well, that pretty much wraps it up for the game recaps. Uh, we got about just over 40 minutes to go. Uh, so we got an interesting week coming up this week. That game tomorrow is still, um, I'm still excited for that one. I can't wait to get to that one. But, uh, yeah, so let's go to the agenda where we will pick up now and just see where we're going. So, a lot of discussion being now down late uh, in this season about the uh, MOP, the Most Outstanding Player Award. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's going coming down to Chad Kelly and um, Zach Caleros, but uh, there's some people who are saying, look, wait a minute, uh, you're really uh, overlooking Vernon Adams Jr. And we discussed it earlier in, this, uh, in the show when we were talking about the Lions. Vernon Adams Jr. has passed for 300-plus yards in six of his last seven starts. And in two of those games, he was over 400. Should he be getting more consideration as an MOP frontrunner? I mean, yes, he's got the interceptions. There was that one terrible game in Toronto where he threw six. But interception is not the, the tell-all for um, great quarterbacks that a lot of people seem to think it is. Ron Lancaster, one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks in the CFL, had more career interception than he did touchdowns. Doug Flutie, when he was winning his like, 
six straight MOP awards, was regularly into the 20s and sometimes into the 30 interceptions. So, yeah, Vernon Adams has the most interceptions of all the uh, top starters, but hey, he's only two ahead of Zach Caleros in hell. By tomorrow, they could be tied. Who knows? But, I mean, when you look at the pure stats, he's got the winning record. He's got more than enough touchdowns. I believe he's first in touchdowns. They're very near first. And he's first in yards. He's got um, more yards, 700 more yards than Chad Kelly. He's got about 300 more yards than Zach Clarence. Is he being unfairly ignored um, for uh, the MOP? I'm going to start with Will. What do you think on this? Is he being unfairly ignored, or is he just not there? No, he's being unfairly ignored, and the main reason is because of Milt Stiegel. Okay? Milt, Milt Stiegel called him the Vads three or four years ago, and he hasn't been able to outlive <laughs> that name. Okay? You know what? I, I'll tell you what. I, he, he, you, if, if you don't look at him as one of the top four MOP guys in the CFL, then you're stupid. You're stupid because he's right up there with Zach Kolaris and he's right up there with uh, Kelly and he's right up there with Brady Oliveira. Okay. Those are the, in my mind, those are the four guys who should be the MOPs or in the running for the MOP. And you, you, you got to look at, he's also on a winning team. Okay. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many interceptions you have. None of that stuff matters if you're on a winning team. And I think he's, this has got to be his best season so far in the CFL. And By a mile. So that, that explains it right there, why he needs to be in the running. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he is the MOP, but you know what? It's a, I think it's a tight race this year, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think you could... I think you could give give any one of those four guys the MOP and be justified. I agree. So there you go. Rudy, what are your thoughts? Well, I think you know what with uh like VA has you know, he's had a very good year and it's hard to gauge these guys. I, I think if, if if they beat Winnipeg on Friday and you take in two to three against Winnipeg and you win the West, then I think that I have VA over Zach Claros this year for the West nominee. And <clears throat> unfortunately, the Eastern media is going to pick Chad Kelly no matter what. And I, I have a bad feeling that I think they're going to. And, 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 I mean, I think even last week they gave someone top, top player for the week or whatever, and he had like 80 yards rushing from one of the East games, and Olivier had 170 yards rushing, and he didn't get the nod, so I don't even know what they're what they're looking at, but um, yeah, so I think this week will, I think this week is fair, I think whoever wins the rubber match this week will, will uh, should be the MVP. Obviously, they play well, but I think uh, I think that would be a fair a fair way to decide things. Yeah. And yeah, I was just gonna, I'm not even. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Well, I was just going to say, no, uh, I don't even know if Zach Caleros is the MOP of the Bombers. I might be uh, leaning 
uh, more towards uh, Brady Oliveira for MOP for the Bombers. Because I, oh, I think... I mean, you have a few guys. Dalton Schoen's had another big year. He's, I think, leading the league in receiving again. Or so, um, yeah, there, there's a few. Dempsey's going to have a 1,000 yards receiving. So, yeah, there, there's some guys that have had a really good year. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that's the thing, I too. I mean, it's hard to – because BC probably throws more, right? They don't have much of a running game, so VA has to throw the ball, whereas Zach doesn't have to throw the ball as much. But – Right. Seeing yourself throwing a few interceptions. So, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. That's why the game will be, uh, you know, must-watch uh, must watch TV tomorrow. And uh, that's what it all is. I just I want a match. good game. I don't want a blowout. Well, that's what, you know, when you build these games up all of a sudden, you know what, hopefully both hopefully both teams show up. I can't, I can't imagine Winnipeg not, not showing up here. Because we actually did that twice this year. Because both the first two games were really built up between these both teams. And both of the first two games were blowouts. (laughs) So I'm hoping that they've each each got the blowout out of their system. Let's have a battle this time. Yeah, that's what I want. Have a good game. And then, honestly, whoever wins this game, still it's like you're not an uneasy feeling because guess what? You're probably going to have to beat them one more time. And that's never easy. Yeah, one more time. You're right. It'll be it's going to be a short term. Whoever wins this game, you'll be feeling good about having the West final, but it's like, Oh boy, but now you have to deal with them again. Right. So, and you never mm-hmm. quite can, you know, how those games are going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, even last year, BC was, BC was in the West final right till the, the last drive because they're lovely yeah, it, kept on missing. That so. was a close game. In uh, fact, uh, with the, yeah. 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 No, I uh, Lions almost yeah, stole the West final last year. Yeah, a healthy Rourke might have been a, might have been a little different story, but you know, yeah. But you I, play with I, the hands you dealt. Christopher Jones, you don't want to. But if you're BC, you don't want to come back to Winnipeg in November. No, you don't. It's you got the crowd, you got the cold. It's yeah. just it's not yeah. an ideal situation. Hell, yeah. maybe the Bombers would and, rather play in BC. It's warm. <laughs> and the game, and the games, and the games on Saturday this year, right? The the, the East and West finals are and semifinals are on Saturdays this year, so you're gonna yep. have a little more of a party crowd. So you're gonna have like it'll be really That's amped true. up. So, which I think it's a great yep. idea, by the way, that the games are on Saturdays. I think I, that you can travel to the games, you can go out after and have fun. You don't have to go to work. Mm-hmm. People still work Monday morning, so no, that'll be. Fun times. Yep, I agree. I wonder if they should eventually end up putting the Grey Cup on Saturday. That'll. I wonder you'd if that'll to, ever happen. Talk, I, I would be okay with it, but I think you'd have to talk to Hockey Night in Canada. And, and yeah, they the probably NHL. would not be in. That that might be an issue. You're right. Okay. The, All the right. Jets so play I, both. No, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to move on there. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell has returned to practice this week with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He was actually splitting uh, reps with uh, Matt Schlitz uh, for the majority of this week. So it's looking like one of those two is going to start. Should they even consider putting Bo Levi Mitchell back? Or is his time come and gone? Are they better off sticking with either Schlitz or Taylor Powell. 
Uh, Will, you kind of voiced your your, uh, major voice heard about uh, Bo Levi Mitchell earlier in the show, but I'm going to give you a little more chance to discuss that. Should he even be, should they even be considering this? They should actually see if he's interested in auditioning this season for the TSN desk, okay? Because in in my mind, that's the only thing he's ever going to do from now on. I mean, he's done as a football player, okay? I mean, he's gotten hurt twice this year, and when he was in, he threw interception after in- – remember that game? He threw two interceptions in the end zone. To me, that yep. says – he throws ducks, and they float in the air, and people grab them. And if I was if I was Hamilton, I'd get out of the season and cut them. But that's just me. All right? I agree. I mean, nobody. He's not. He's not. I'm surprised. I'm surprised with so many football guys in Hamilton. They actually signed them. But. I don't know, maybe he's a good salesman. Maybe he convinced them he can still play. Well, and and they're still and they're still talking about starting him. If he's no, better. I just I just I was just scrolling through Hamilton's Twitter and uh it looks yeah. like that Schlitz is probably gonna get the the start and Bo said still limited, so I don't see him starting but Okay, so even 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 if even if you play Matt Schlitz, okay, that Moro guy has showed more stuff than Matt Schlitz has in his entire career. Well, I would I would I would give. I know I would have Powell be backup. Like, why not Powell and Schlitz? Like, I think I think you have to leave on the bench. But the problem is you've also paid him five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And he's yes. basically just thrown ten, ten interceptions and been hurt all year. So, I mean, right? It's been a bigger disaster than than we could have envisioned, and we envisioned it I mean, going badly. I mean, you guys, you guys have heard how much I've been complaining about Calgary's quarterback this year. Imagine if Calgary's quarterback was Bo Levi. Okay, I would yeah. have been off the podcast in week two. <laughs> Okay. They may not have four wins right now. You know, Absolutely after his career is over, when he finally does retire, it'd be hopefully he reveals what what year, what oh. play, what what hurt that shoulder. There there was a drop off where all of a sudden he came back one year, and it was like it was like I think I went to a stats game in 2019. And they lost, or 2021, I think. It was against BC, and I go, well, this isn't a boy leave yep. Mitchell. I remember, this guy can't throw the football anymore. And, and I think yeah. they lost, like, yeah. I remember so, that, too. And, well, and it was on an innocent-looking play. He didn't even really get hit. He just, I don't know if he threw the ball or turned the wrong way, but all of a sudden you could just see his shoulder, like, drop. I mean, and he, I mean, yeah. he couldn't play anymore. Shoulder injuries are so bad. I mean, it's really hard to come back from them. Look at look at look at Travis Lule. He was never the same. He was never the same. Once you once okay. you shred once you shred your labrum or whatever, it's over. Well, I mean, look at Matt yeah. Nichols. He was done. He couldn't he couldn't he couldn't throw a football ten yards in Ottawa after that shoulder injury. He was he was you know that was it. So once your shoulder goes, it's uh, 
Yeah, so it's that's tough. a real, I mean, you know what? You can run on, on fucked up knees. You can do all that stuff. But when you yeah. throw the ball for a living, you have to have healthy shoulders. It's that simple. And you know what? And, and guess what? D, and DBs know that. And they yeah, can cheat. Absolutely. And they, they know they can, you can't get the ball to certain spots, and then that's when the interceptions to pile up. If you notice, both interceptions pile up because DBs know his, his arm is shot. Like Peyton Manning yeah. in the NFL, when, it, when he was done, no, no, they didn't fear him anymore. So, yeah. yeah. It's too bad. When you watch the 2014. Watch the 2014 Grey Cup, the way Bo threw the football in that in that game, and then you watch five years later, you would think they're different quarterbacks. He yeah. hasn't been anything like that for years. Yeah. No. No. So, oh well. Yeah, he's good. He's life. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. And I yeah. still think he's, he's a student of the game, and I... I think he would be a good yeah. coach if that's what he wants to do, yeah. but who knows? Yeah, I think so too. And he got Calgary two great cops, so he can't can't complain too yeah. much. Yeah, he's the only he's the only quarterback in Calgary history that has two great cops. Yeah. So and Dickinson took a third one, and Dickinson cost him a third one. So, right. So it's not all on. Board. Yep. All right, uh, I think we've beaten Bo to death. Well, not literally, but the topic anyways. Uh, next up, well, here's something. Here is a big-time excitement, uh, one of the most exciting th- days of the year, the CFL trade deadline. Honestly, I didn't know that it happened until after it had happened, mainly because unlike pretty much every other trade deadline in every other sports league, Literally nothing happened. I heard more about the trade deadline deal that uh, brought uh, Zach Kolaris to Winnipeg <laughs> than I one. did about any trade this year because no trades happened. Yeah. Did, yeah. I didn't even know it was the trade deadline. Did anyone no, else I didn't know either. about it? No. <sighs> Just because of Zach Kolaris stuff. Huh. Literally, they should... They should capitalize dead in deadline because, and the, believe it or not, I saw the other day some uh, some guy on one of the CFL Facebook teams or Facebook pages was popping off and complaining, oh, it was CFL trade deadline day. They always do the NHL trade deadline day on PSN. Why is there no CFL trade deadline show? Why do you want them to sit there staring at the camera saying nothing? Yeah. Because what the hell would they talk about? There's no CFO trade deadline show because there's no such – no one cares. Yeah. Or they trade some – Including all the teams. Trade trade some second-string Canadian backup to, uh, you know, some other team for – We're trading our fourth-round draft in the uh, CFL Canadian draft for the six-down draft. Was there any trades this year? Zero. No. Nothing. You know, was, no one did anything. There was there was Jared Davis for somebody, but then that got stopped because Jared Davis was hurt. But that right. was the only one I remember. That's the only one I remember. Yeah. So. 
It looks like yeah, he might not make the ball. He's on Hamilton, so he still could, but... but I'm he, surprised I mean, no one made a deal. Like, Ottawa... Some you would think players, someone might I'm make surprised. a... a mi- uh, yeah. yeah. Cause if I want to see right now, I would... Go on. I want some. I want some O line help in Winnipeg. Our O line team yeah. go a bit. Uh, so why not grab a you know grab an O lineman? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean you see in other sports uh, teams, uh, playoff contenders and stuff like that going out and basically getting rental players just to bolster their chances. But you don't see that in the CFL. No, and you think you would, right? Get a get a receiver yeah. or something like that just for the playoffs. That would be you know or and, something. And, and if and if you think about it. If you think about it, with all these continuous one-year contracts, it doesn't really matter because if you want the guy back next year, you could probably sign him next year. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, why not give the guy a chance to win a Grey Cup if you have no chance, right? So, yeah. No, for yeah. sure. Interesting. Well, didn't Calgary make them pick up in 2018 when they won the Grey Cup because they're all a bunch of their receivers got hurt during the year, right? They they basically they had a second string receiving core that won the Grey Cup that year. So when oh, did they make those pickups? I can't, I can't even remember that far back. Yeah. That's why the other time where there there were some moves. Like, I mean, a lot of teams. Deadline. I understand a lot of teams have guys on their practice roster that they can also use if that happens. So, yeah. you know, hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say. What was, what was, do you know, Rudy, do you know what was wrong with Janarian Grant? I think he was in knee because he was out for three months. It was a knee? So I'm pretty okay. sure it was a knee. Okay. I'll, I'll double check that. But uh, yeah, was, I, at first it didn't seem like it would be a long injury, and then all of a sudden he was he was out, he was out. So um, Winnipeg's getting a few guys back from injury um, on special teams. Miller, who's really good on special teams, and um, the German guy Cedric Hansen. He's the guy that made that big hit in the 2019 Grey Cup game. That he almost killed those tie cats on the on the, on the kickoff return. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. that I was, remember that. That's one of those hits that you hear and you actually look up. But, yeah. So, Winnipeg might get some guys back, and, but we'll see. It's, uh, yeah, you know, playoffs one we'll, game shot. If it wasn't me, though, we'll see how – yeah, I was just going to say, if it wasn't me, we'll see how effective he is because I've seen guys come back from knee injuries, and especially right yeah. off the bat when they come back, they can still be kind of tentative yeah. uh, on that knee. Yeah, so, we'll see how effective he actually yeah. is. Yeah, I think I think it'll be limited. I don't think they're going to be full full steam ahead. Yeah, playoffs are better to have him much cl- healthier for the playoffs. And yeah. I know this is an important game, but you still want him uh, for the playoffs. To be perfectly honest, yeah, that's the most sure. important part. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. All right. So uh, yeah. So that's uh, enough talking about that exciting trade deadline. We'll do it all again next year, and boy, will it be exciting again. Who knows? Okay, so Craig Dickinson's contract uh, is expiring at the end of this year, so the, the watch is on uh, intensifying. 
especially with his brother's recent losing streak. Is there any chance he comes back to Saskatchewan next year as head coach? Do you think there's any way they say, okay, you're going to be our guy still, or is he done at the end of this year? Even even if they make the playoffs and are one gun, do they bring him back? No, I think he has to win the Grey Cup. Yeah. Or get to the Grey Cup. Yeah. Right? People forget Michael Shea was close to there was Richard or Michael Shea in two thousand nineteen that the bombers were gonna maybe part ways with him if he didn't get uh having success, which is ridiculous, but yeah, some people were so yeah, you never know. Um but I think it's for him, I think it's Saskatchewan Great Copper Bust and I think there's just been too much too much losing going on there and I mean I they did lose their starting quarterback, but I mean, if you're pinning your hopes on a 40-year-old quarterback, is he 40? Yeah. How old is he, uh, Harris? But, yeah, no, I think you're know. right. I think he'd be 40. Yeah, so I think they need they, they need to move on from Harris. They need to see which one of these young quarterbacks might have a chance, and then and go from there. But I don't know who they would who they would get. Like you know, everybody says, oh, fire even even in Calgary, you know, fire the Dickinson brothers. Who knows? Maybe they switch. Maybe they just they trade for each other. And the, um, I don't know. Something to look that. forward to, Will. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. It's, but who do you bring in if you're Saskatchewan? Who would you bring in as a coach? Like, okay, so so you guys, you guys, you guys are very disappointing because you're 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 making Trevor Harris way older than he is. Trevor Harris is only thirty-seven. <laughs> He's not fucking forty years okay. old. Okay. Oh, come on. Okay. I for some reason thought I thought I honestly thought he was thirty-nine this year, but I'm wrong. Okay, yeah, and, and nice. you know what? You could turn around and and fire Dave Dickinson tomorrow, and he'd have a job in twelve minutes. Okay. So I agree. I can think of I can think of seven other CFL teams who'd pick him up tomorrow afternoon. Um. I don't think I for some reason I don't think Dickinson has done in Saskatchewan. I think he made the playoffs. He's more or less he's gonna make the playoffs. Let's face it, he's gonna make the playoffs. Okay? So what do you do? Who do you hire? Who do you hire? Like that's yeah, my right. question. And we know we Anybody? know the CFL we know the CFL doesn't hire young guys, okay? They no. retread everybody. They retread everybody. So you're saying it's Kent Austin. <laughs> is Scott Milanovic going to go to fucking uh, Saskatchewan? I don't think so. Okay? I, no, he's next in line. I'm open. Well, right. But but so so I don't think Dickinson's done, <laughs> to be honest with you. But we'll see. I mean, and if Dickinson is done, if Dickinson is done, then Jeremy O'Day has to be done as well. So, and and I I think, you know, if you look at the plan in Winnipeg, although he did get lucky, I mean, they decided to keep Mike O'Shea and, and get him to create an atmosphere, okay, and it didn't matter the first three or four or five years if there was an atmosphere, they still had a shitty team. So it's it's hard to say what you should do. I don't know when you move well, yeah, on from guys. 
It's tough you know? because like what what you inherit. Like when O'Shea came here in 2013 or 14, like we had no Canadian depth. Everything was it was a mess. We had nothing. No, you had you had nothing. You had nothing. Yeah, it was okay. it was a disaster. So you're going to lose those games, and then as you get better and you build and you start making the playoffs, then you start you know I, you start I, knocking on the door. Right. I remember a couple of years where where we where we where we hung on to fucking Drew Willie of all people. Okay. Like, come on. Oh, so I know, never said Drew. whatever. Yeah. Drew Willie. They kept yeah, trying to make uh, that happen. Yep. He started off good, but yeah, he won like four or five games in a row, and then everybody thought he was. Yeah, and then he all did. Of a sudden, I don't he know. He did. Then, or, but then he, then we had, then I don't know. It just went, it went south quickly. Yeah, right. So, right. I mean, but, uh, uh, it, it, once again, it it just depends on what you want. If you want to create an atmosphere, and you got a guy who thinks will eventually win, well, hey, I mean, because if you think about it. Okay, so Ottawa, I mean, they they got rid of La Police after his first year, okay? Um, I, yeah. I still, I don't think that's enough time to create your own team. No, Look at I the, agree. Football, you need, you need like two or three years. I mean, are they going to, is Edmonton, is Edmonton going to fire Chris Jones this year? Oh. I don't think they'll. They I don't can't, think they are because right. right. They can't. Yeah. No, I don't think they're a four-year contract. Yeah, but I think he's a guy who could create a good team eventually <laughs> if you give him enough time. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? It's one of those things. Well, I mean, I think the Saskatchewan's five hundred this year. If, if Trevor Harris starts all the games, I think they're five hundred. Would you not? Would you agree with that? It'd be nine and nine. Yeah, maybe maybe a little better by a game or two. Maybe he could have. Maybe because you have a talented quarterback, you could steal a couple of games. I don't think it. I don't think it, it changes like their their fortunes. I mean, in the playoffs, I think they're going to be one and done. Um, right. So I mean, that is, a, that is a good question. Like, where where do you? You know, like Chris Jones, he he won in Edmonton, right? But did he build that team or did he inherit that team? I kind of it's 2015 that Chris Jones won in Edmonton, correct? Yeah. And they beat Ottawa yep. in the Grey Cup game. But the only reason yeah. they won that Grey Cup was because um, Caleros got hurt in Hamilton because Hamilton was like nine zero. They were going to win the. They were probably going to win the Grey Cup that year. They were really they were on. Yeah, fire you that can't necessarily then. say that. But yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that's speculation. You know, I I yeah. think where where why Edmonton. Once again, I think why Edmonton won the Grey Cup that year was a couple of reasons. Number one, Chris Jones and he had a good defense, and you know Chris Jones never looks at offense, but he just happened to have Mike Riley there, so makes yeah. your offense that much better every time, right? So. Yeah, I was at that game. Ottawa played pretty good. That was a pretty good game. Um, so, I mean, yeah, who also be on the hot seat in CFL? I mean, Steinhauer, he's, if they don't win, I mean, they're great cup mm-hmm. for him too, right? Because that team was built to yep. win the great cup. So, 
So I think he would be one that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Bob, Bobby Dice. Bobby, I don't know why, but I think he's going to be back. No, you know what? I think he's going to be back. I honestly do. I don't think they want to fire another coach. I'm I not think, saying it's I right. I think you got to give I think they... Ottawa's, not, Ottawa's a budget team. They don't have a lot of money to throw around. So, yeah. Which, yeah, which is why I don't think that Bob Dice is going to go. No, I don't think he uh, Not either. yet, anyways. No. I think Machocha is safe as well. Um, or not Machocha. I mean Jason Moss. I think he's safe yeah, he's as well. Yeah, not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, we may not have too many firings in the CFL this year. Uh, maybe not. So. Oh, I think you'll yeah, you'll have one or two for sure. Yeah, maybe. I I still think what uh, I still think Dickinson doesn't come back. I don't think they can. I don't think they can sell that to the Hamilton fans. I don't think he they bring him back. How about the well, Saskatchewan I mean, fans? Well, excuse me, the Saskatchewan fans, not the Hamilton fans. And I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, a lot of them wanted him gone last year. Yeah, and, you know, attendance is dropping in Saskatchewan, so uh, they probably want to appease the, the fan base there. So, And, and I'm telling yeah. you, once we we got we to gotta get rid of this management salary cap. It's got to go. It's so stupid. Uh, I I don't know why they ever did that. I don't know. Crazy. It's a waste. It cripples teams. Yeah. They're trying to say that they did it to make the league more competitive. They've made it less because the have-not teams can't turn things around. Yeah. So getting married yep. and saying you can't get a divorce, so you got to stay there and just take a beating. Exactly. <laughs> That's basically what... Absolutely. That's not good. All right. So mm-hmm. off from uh, Craig Dickinson to something else green, the CFL... Um, did not wait till the final week before the Grey Cup to announce their halftime show. They announced last week on the uh, broadcast last Saturday that Green Day will be playing the halftime show at the Grey Cup in Hamilton. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I absolutely love this selection. This is one of the best ones they've done because I know there's a lot of – I've seen most of the people who have gone on and commented on this have been positive. There have been a few guys, you know, sitting on barrels outside the general store drinking coffee and playing checkers that don't really care for it. But in reality, this is really a, a good move. It's a good band. People, the odd person saying, oh, they're not Canadian. The hell with that. Who cares if they're not Canadian? It's an entertainment show at halftime of a football game. They want to market to, uh, to a younger crowd. They want to bring the younger crowd in. Green Day is still a popular band. I mean, sure, a lot of the guys at Green Day, that they're fans of, were part of the generation that they lost, you know, back in the 90s, but maybe they're getting them back. But, and the young people today still listen to Green Day because they still put out good, good music. Personally, I thought this is a really – I thought this is a home run for the uh, league. Some people just don't care about the halftime show, and that's fine, but – 
in terms of picking a, a, a group for the uh, halftime show, I thought they got it 100% right this time. Rudy, what do you think? Did they get this one right? Yeah, I think so. I think absolutely. I mean, I'm not a big halftime guy. Even the Super Bowl, I don't really watch. So I just usually go and do something at halftime or change channels. But, uh, no, it's great for the league. They got a they got a big name. And they also got Carrie Underwood for the Friday at the Great Cup Festival. So it's not they a little do, bit of that. They do, yeah. So, that, yeah. so that's, uh, that's a pretty good lineup. That's a really good lineup. And, uh, no, kudos. You know, we sit on the CFL quite a bit, but – I don't know if Bob Young had a hand in writing a, writing a check or two to get these big names, but I mean, uh, I think it's great they got these uh, these performers. And like you said, uh, who cares where they're from? Like honestly, do you want like a, a shitty Canadian singer or get, get the best the best available? It doesn't matter where they're from. So you know, if they're from Canada, so be yeah. it. But they happen to be from the United States, and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. so no, it's good. It's good news. No. I like it. Will, are you a Green Day fan at all, or do you just not care? You know what? I was going to go to the Great Cup this year because I heard rumors that, that Anne Murray was going to be the halftime show. <laughs> and since she's not, I'm not going. I've had enough, okay? And so for me, it was either Anne Murray or Jan Arden, and neither one of them are going there, so I'm not going to the Great Cup this year. Fuck it. Okay, I'm very, I'm very disappointed in it. I care about the Grey Cup, or I care about the halftime show as much as, yeah. You know what? I I, at the 2000 Charles remembers because I was there at the 2018 Grey Cup. We were both in Edmonton, and uh, and uh, what I thought was fantastic about halftime at the Grey Cup in 2018 is back then you probably are aware of this, Rudy. I was a smoker, and I went to see if I could find a place to have a cigarette, and I saw a sign that said smoking, and I walked down these three flights of stairs out the back door, and they had 40 porta-potties and a huge big screen for the smokers to watch the halftime show. So I actually watched the halftime show while I smoked cigarettes. It was awesome. So... There you, go. Oh, there you go. I don't care about the halftime show. Never have. I, I'd rather them have the world's fastest cow at the halftime show than, than a band, okay? Hmm. I now also want to see the world's fastest cow. Um, Haven't you ever seen the world's fastest cow, Charles? I honestly you were in have Calgary. Not. It was in It's in Calgary, Charles. No, I wasn't in Calgary. Yeah, you've been in Calgary Oh, I've been to Calgary, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've had the world's fastest cow for at least 10 years. Yeah. So. Hmm, interesting. I'm just waiting to see what Lamar Goldman does with the uh, Grey Cup Festival next year. I, I see what he does with just the Lions regular season, and he's doing a fantastic job. I want to know uh, what, he's, what they're going to do next year here in Vancouver. I'm interested, but Wait, we're still a year or so think? away from that. You yep. think Brian Adams what? might be a natural, right? Maybe. All right. Well, Green Day, we've gone through. And now we've got about five minutes left in the show, and we should not um, get through the show without mentioning the passing of a CFL legend. 
just a few days ago. Maybe the greatest running back, or at least one of the greatest running backs in CFL history, uh, George Reed, passed away at the age of 83. Long-time um, running back for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, CFL Hall of Famer. Uh, he was a, uh, uh, an absolute legend, probably one of the great uh, running backs of all time, a great ambassador for the Canadian Football League. Uh, he sadly passed away, uh, like I said, I believe it was either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, yeah, a sad day for the CFL, sad day for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And, um, he really was the, um, uh, one of the giants in CFL history in, in the uh, great uh, heyday of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, if you can call it a heyday, back in the 1960s with him and uh, Ron Lancaster and so on. Sad news. Uh, yeah, so anyone else have any comments on George Reed? Um, Rudy? No, uh, you know what? No, great Saskatchewan Rough Rider, and, uh, and uh, yeah, he'll be missed for sure. And um, I'm sure they'll have a – I'm sure Saskatchewan will be doing something to honor him at the next phone game, so I'll be looking to uh, watch that. So. Yep. Will, do you have any thoughts on George Reed? All you have to say about George Reed is he was a CFL icon, and that's it, okay, because he was. He's yep. one of the biggest names in the history of the CFL game by far and away. And the neat thing yeah. is I think he I think he did permanently take up residency in Saskatchewan after his playing days because he, yeah, he, he was always at the football games. So, yeah. True. All right, so rest in peace, George Reed. He was a, a CFL icon and always will be um, from his uh, days in Saskatchewan. He's one of those guys that uh, reached the pinnacle in the CFL. And never, I don't know if he ever thought about going south, but he never went south to try and uh, join the NFL. He was content being a superstar. Of course, back in those days in the 60s and 70s, the pay disparity between the two leagues were not nearly what it is today, so that's also uh, makes sense. So we're down inside of two minutes. And, hey, 24 hours from now, that Winnipeg-BC game will probably just be ending. So either I'll be happy at this time or uh, Rudy will be happy at this time. Or we might be pissed off because it ended in a tie. But whichever, um, that would still be advantage bombers because they still have the tiebreaker. But anyways... Uh, I think it's probably time to wrap the show up as we're, like I said, and we're just over a minute now. So this has been yeah. Let's Talk uh, CFL Podcast, episode 550. Man, it's a lot of episodes. Who knew we'd be this many when we started? Uh, Charles Clifton has been filling in for Christopher Jones, who had to uh, leave early today. He wasn't feeling well. Thank you for his participation. And let's go around the horn and say goodnight. Good, so uh, let's say uh, go to Rudy and say goodnight, Rudy. Good night, good night, everyone, and enjoy the game tomorrow night. Will, on to you. Say good night. Good night, everybody. Enjoy the football game tomorrow night. That should be the best game of the weekend, the only real game that matters. So go Calgary. All right, go Calgary. It's been uh, Charles Cook calling. Thank you for listening tonight. Hey, let's have some music to play us out. Do we have any good songs to play us out? What's this going to do here? Uh, um, well, this is one way to do it. 
All right, good night, folks. Enjoy this weekend's games. We'll talk to you probably next Wednesday, and we'll review all that's happened in the last uh, few days. Have a good night. Thank you.